Warning. The following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of AJ Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. Hey guys, AJ Orsini here, and uh, I didn't do my usual warm-up here, I didn't do my usual cold open, uh, I didn't have my usual intro, because this is not your usual episode. Um, This is one of those episodes, folks, I really, I don't want to sit here to do this. But it's good, it's good, it's cathartic, it's good for the soul, it's good for everything um, that's going on in life. I have to tell you, right here, right off the bat, the intro, right there at the beginning, obviously you saw the name of the episode here. Um, For this particular episode, you kind of have an idea of where this is headed. But I I have to be completely honest, which is what I tend to do a lot on this show. I try to be as honest as I possibly can all of the time. Um, well, I pretty much am honest all the time, to my own detriment, I'm sure. But I want it to be open, and I want it to be honest. Uh, the episode that you are about to hear is a completely different episode from the one that I had prepared. I've got notes, I've got links, I've got windows open, I've got a lot of things that I was going to do. There was a lot of moving parts to this episode that we were about to have. 
Um, and I'm bequeathing episode 154 to you. We're just coming off SummerSlam weekend. I had the roundtable live for the first time uh, through Zoom and all that stuff. We had a milestone. Uh, it's one of the most downloaded episodes I've had in a long time. One of the most viewed live streams that I've done. Uh, this was a very successful weekend that we're coming off of. And uh, as much positive as I've been trying to sling around the last few weeks, I was really hoping to do the same tonight. Unfortunately, and again, this is me being honest, as things have unfolded throughout the course of this week, um, positive things both in my life, personally, uh, both outside of it in the wrestling side of the whole deal and just overall just non-wrestling. It just seems like there's a lot of non-positive things to talk about. And I've done, especially recently, we did the hashtag speaking out episode. We did uh, a very intimate conversation about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. We, we've hit a few conversations recently that I've gotten deep and uh, that I've gotten really personal. Uh, we had a mental health check uh, episode recently, A World in Chaos. I got the list in front of me. That's where I'm getting on this from. So this is, uh, I've taken a break from as much of the real world shit as I possibly can to try to be what this show is sort of supposed to be, which is a break from all that. We're supposed to be a wrestling podcast. We come on here, we talk pro wrestling, we talk about a lot of entertainment stuff, comic books, movies, we break into a lot of different things from time to time. Predominantly pro wrestling, of course, but we, we dabble in things. I have guests that come on, we talk different topics. This is a pretty nice blend, I think. Not, you know, heavy to one side except for pro wrestling. But uh, I, I had a lot of, I'm going to be honest with you, the ep original name for this episode was going to be Angry as Fuck 6. This was going to be the sixth Angry as Fuck Um Real World Edition, which was because I was gonna, na I was naming these toward the end here. I think the last time was uh, WrestleMania Edition. This was going to be Real World Edition. We were gonna talk about some stuff that has gone down in the news lately. With, uh, you know, the the gentleman that was shot seven times, the the young kid walking around with the AR-15. There were a lot of things that went down, uh, and I don't normally talk politics. My wife brought it to my attention that it may be a political conversation to have these topics and perhaps it is to some to me it wasn't it wasn't like I was going to come in here and start pitching the idea of who to vote for and what to do as far as that goes I I got no answers for you but there was a lot of emotion and there was a lot of anger that I had built up and I was ready to unload and I was ready to come on here and just shoot the shit and uh, I got a chance to see and you know not to slide up too much into wrestling but I got a chance to see TakeOver and I wasn't happy about that either that <laughs> kind of compounded my anger so i was ready to unload i had a lot of bullets in my chamber for for tonight and i was about to come in here and shoot what i could only assume was uh the longest 60 minute promo of my entire life because i i was about to go off i had things in my mind that i wanted to say points that i wanted to convey and uh, literally one hour before i went on the air here to record uh this is not live this is a pre-recorded episode this is uh friday night uh the night before the release of august 30th 2020 I, so it's currently august 29th and about an hour or so ago before i went on the air to record 
some late breaking news has occurred, and this isn't a news podcast. I'm not trying to hit you with the breaking shit, but by now it's it's all over the place. It's number one trending in the world right now. Um, Hollywood, the acting world, lost a very valuable member to its society, and Chadwick Boseman, who uh, many may know obviously from the intro that I just played, obviously one of his more famous roles being T'Challa in the Black Panther film by Marvel and Disney. Um, that's probably the most recent and the most obvious The most obvious that people remember. He had many other roles, and we're going to talk about a little bit about him uh, as we progress throughout the course of this show. And I'm going to forewarn you now, that this will not be the, uh, the usual 60-minute episode from myself. Um... I, I I do not intend to be here all night on this topic because, as, to be honest with you, this is just a sad situation for everybody. Uh, it's it's even sadder now because I pulled up his IMDb to kind of go over some of this stuff with you guys, and there's some pre-production and filming stuff that are on here that it's sad to know now that uh, these won't be completed because he's no longer with us. Um, his gift or will no longer be. Uh, shared with the world but I have to tell a quick story before I get into Chadwick Boseman it's very important that I tell you this because it will help you understand the theme of today's episode so I've told the story a few times I'm not going to go too deep into it I'll just do the cliff notes Uh, as a kid I didn't really get the opportunity to do a whole lot um, due to, you know, just financials, you know, I was home a lot. I got a chance to play whenever I could, uh, but I was home a lot. And one of the saving graces that I had in my life when I was a kid is, and I'm not special in this, a lot of people have experienced this, but this is just my story. I had comics, more more specifically Marvel comics. I had a lot of comic books when I was a kid, followed a lot of the characters, followed a lot of the stories. I don't follow it as much now, obviously, but always still remained a passion and always still remained something that I enjoyed reading and looking into and following the stories and and seeing all these colorful costumes and the splash pages and everything. It's always been a fun ride. And I remember when I was a kid, the first time I was ever introduced to the Black Panther character, I just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I was also confused because I knew of the, uh, the group, the actual Black Panther party, and I always wondered when I was a kid, is there a tie-in between <laughs> between the two? Was there some sort of connection? We find out later on, yeah, there was a little bit of a connection there as far as inspiration goes. But, you know, it, it really was when they speak of representation in print, like to see it in front of you, to hold the physical book in front of you. You know, you see, I, I've always been a, a Captain America guy. I love me some Captain America. Um he always leaned a little on the boring side, I know. He wasn't always everybody's favorite, but I liked him. And I actually liked him more after the films came out, believe it or not. Uh, but I was always Captain America guy, and of course Tony Stark, and you start going down the list, Bruce Banner, Peter Parker, all these big-time heroes. Uh, there's one thing they all have in common, and that one thing is they don't look like me at all. And Black Panther does not look like me either. But I grew up. You know, my my dad's black, and I grew up in a black family. And when they spoke of representation, I, I always, that's what I always thought of. So to see the character 
And not just to see the character, but to, when I started following the character of T'Challa, of Black Panther, and you start to see how heavy a role he played in so many things, how calm he was, how even-handed he was, how he was a member of the Illuminati just simply being T'Challa. <laughs> you know, he wasn't overly intelligent. He wasn't overly, he was just T'Challa. He was like, he was the conscience of the group. He always was. Which was one of the things I liked about Captain America. You know, he was always kind of this conscience, kind of the will, the determination of the group. And T'Challa was very much like that. Uh, that's why seeing them in a, a Infinity War together, side by side, was a fantastic sight. They were always two of my favorites. Uh, that was the scene, you know, that running scene when they showed their super speed and their agility. Uh, that was one of my favorite scenes literally in the entire MCU. That, it was great for me. That was a great personal moment. And as the MCU progressed through, it always just kind of got a little curious. You know, because obviously they're going to give you their main stars first. But I always got a little curious and a little curious and a little curious. Could they, would they ever have the balls <laughs> in today's climate to bring in a character like Black Panther? Would they ever be able to do it? And would they be able, would it ever be accepted to the degree in which I enjoyed it? You know, because I look at Black Panther as a top-tier character. That's always been the way that I've seen him and the way that he's always been portrayed in my eyes. And uh, I always wanted to, to see that character on the screen and see what they could do with it. And I remember before they even casted Chadwick, we used to have these conversations in the house about who could do it. Who'd have the ability to pull that off? And it's so ironic to think about. That's why I pulled this up, because... Chadwick was someone that we came up with. There was a group of people. I'm not going to lie. There was some alcohol involved. We were having a, a debate. You know, we were having a bit of a bit of a, a conversation about the whole deal. And Chadwick did come up. Because not for nothing. You know, Chadwick had done a few movies at that time. He was kind of getting up there, too. Jackie Robinson was the big hit. You know, if you look at the if you look at his IMDb, a lot of a lot of TV shows where he just kind of appeared and he played these one-off characters. He was the New Yorker and one that kind of shit. And in 42, when he portrayed Jackie Robinson, that was pretty much it. Man, followed that up with Draft Day. I love that movie with Kevin Costner. He played the linebacker in that one. Get on up, James Brown, Gods of Egypt, and here comes the Marvel stuff, Civil War. He did a lot of good stuff, man. Marshall, I thought, was a good film. Message from the King. Uh, he had just recently released The Five Bloods, which is an all-star cast. I still haven't seen that one. I can't wait to see that one. It's probably going to hit me different now watching it. 21 Bridges got to see that one. That was really good. And obviously his MCU stuff. So he had come up in conversation when we were doing the group. And uh, and I remember eliminating him from contention. I was like, oh, there's no way they get Chadwick Boseman. Well, why? He's a good actor. Well, no, he's a good actor, but the guy's been Jackie Robinson. He's been James Brown, Thurgood Marshall. Every time I turn around, this motherfucker is <laughs> is portraying another uh, black character uh, that's a real person. And I said, you know, this one's fictional, so can we... And I, there are other actors in Hollywood besides Chadwick Boseman. We can get another Black Panther. And uh, I, I stand here before you uh, admitting gleefully mind you that i was entirely wrong i i honestly after that performance i honestly can't see 
anybody else who could have did it like that. And he portrayed the character so well with such class, with such dignity. And uh, as a performer, you, you, you kind of watch him portray this character in a way where you feel like it's really him. You know, that kayfabe goes away after a while because he put, you know, we, we're, we're all sitting here talking about Black Panther, the film. We forget that he's he's been T'Challa on four occasions, uh, two Avenger films, a Captain America film and, and Black Panther. So we we've had an opportunity on a few occasions to see him be King T'Challa. And uh, it, you know, it's, it's a very he he did it expertly. He did it wonderfully. He did it with grace and with dignity and with intelligence, and he did it in a way that really, I think, escalated the entire, just that character and that brand of the Black Panther just through the roof, even higher than it already was. Uh, and I know for a fact that there are people right now who are experiencing legit grief right now. People who had never... Who'd never met Chadwick Boseman. And I'm not going to lie. When I heard the news, I got a little misty-eyed myself. And there are multiple factors. You know, first of all, his age. All right, he was 43 years old. Apparently, he had been battling. I have the official. Let me read that, as a matter of fact, before I continue on. I have it in front of me. So I want to make sure that I get this down, you know, on record here. That uh, I got it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, uh, it's on all of Chadwick Boseman's uh, social media. I'm reading this one directly from his official Facebook page. It is with immeasurable grief that we confirm the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer in 2016 and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage 4. A true fighter, Chadwick preserved, oh, excuse me, persevered. Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films you have come to love so much, from Marshall to The Five Bloods, August Wilson's Ma Rainier's Black Bottom, and several more. All were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honor of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in Black Panther. He died in his home with his wife and family by his side. The family thanks you for your love and prayers and asks that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. I did not know he was suffering from colon cancer and surgeries and chemotherapy for the last four years. I know everyone's going to point to that one photo where he was wearing the 42 head and, and uh, you know, and, and he was looking very svelte, very skinny, lost a lot of weight. And uh, people were actually making fun of him for it because they didn't know. We didn't know. He did a very, very good job of keeping his personal life uh, very personal. And I give him a lot of credit for that. That's an amazing feat in this day and age with all the social media and and uh, everybody in your business and researching all your shit. Uh, it's kind of crazy that he was able to keep this so quiet for so long. And, uh, you know, he, he still went to work. He's still, if he's been doing this, I, I still have the INDB up. So let me see, because... Release dates don't matter. They do these films months, maybe even years ahead of time. And uh, in the year in the year 2016, Gods of Egypt, Civil War, Message from the King were all dropped. Now, obviously, he wasn't sick at the time of this filming. 
But you got to imagine after, right? So Marshall, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, 21 Bridges, The Five Buds. Some of those movies are some of the highest grossing films of all time, and he was deadly sick when he filmed them. So that's a lot of guts. <laughs> that is a lot of courage, and that is a lot of, like I said, perseverance, just trying to follow his passion. He he went out following his passion and following his dream, and you got to give him credit for that. That's absolutely fantastic uh, to live your life that way. He He... People are getting emotional, and people are reacting in a way kind of like they lost a family member themselves. I'm not that deep into it, but I felt a little emotional when I heard it too. I believe my wife was the one that was the one that told me that he had passed. She saw it on her phone before I did. She got a little, a little misty-eyed herself. But it's the connection, you know. He. He lived a life where he created a connection with the people that supported him. They felt like they were going along for the ride here. And this man, this gentleman here, he's told the story before how he was selected when he was a younger man to be a part of, he was a, a group of nine acting students that were going to the British School of Acting and they had their tuition paid by Denzel Washington. And uh, as a matter of fact, hold on one second. He was one of the ones, he was one of the nine chosen, so to speak. Uh, and he went to, to, and he went, and he obviously he got really good at what he was doing, and he became this big successful actor. And I, you know, I, I wanted to talk about it, but you know what, I'm going to let, I'm going to let him tell the story. I had already a clip up. I'll play another clip in its place here. And I'll really let you know. It, this will really tell you where he's coming from emotionally. And I want you to hear the way this man spoke, the eloquence of it, just the the brutal, just straight heart honesty that came from his words. This was at the tribute to Denzel Washington at the AFI um, Life Achievement ceremony in 2019 is aired live on the TNT network and uh, Chadwick will tell the story better than I ever could I'll go ahead and let Chad tell the story ladies and gentlemen Chadwick Boseman I know personally that your generosity extends past what you have given on the stage and screen. Many of you already know the story that Mr. Washington, when asked by Felicia Rashad to join her in assisting nine theater students from Howard University who had been accepted to a summer acting program at the British Academy of Dramatic Acting in Oxford. He gracefully and privately agreed to contribute. As fate would have it, I was one of the students that he paid for. Imagine receiving the letter that your tuition for that summer was paid for and that your benefactor was none other than the dopest actor on the planet. <laughs> I have no doubt that there are similar stories at boys and girls clubs and theaters and churches across the country where I know you have also inspired and motivated others. An offering from a sage and a king 
is more than silver and gold. It is a seed of hope, a bud of faith. There is no Black Panther without Denzel Washington. And, 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 and not just because of me, but my whole cast, that generation, stands on your shoulders. The daily battles won, the thousand territories gained, the many sacrifices you made for the culture on film sets through your career, the things you refused to compromise along the way laid the blueprints for us to follow. And so now, let he who has watered be watered. Let he who has given be given too. It is an honor to now know you, to learn from you, and join in this work with you. May God bless you exceedingly and abundantly more in what's in store than he ever has before. God bless you. You can look at that video on YouTube. Uh, Chadwick Boseman tributes Denzel Washington AFI 2019 TNT. That's what the video was called. And this is 2019, so it was literally about a year ago. And he just looks, he looks frail here. And you know what? <laughs> I know myself personally, maybe somebody else, I don't know. I didn't put it together. I really didn't. I just didn't know he was sick. He looks it, he looks it here. Very, very svelte, very thinned down. He, he he looks it here. <laughs> and so that's just an example of his his decorum, the way that he carried himself, almost regal-like, you know. And I sat here maybe just a few hours before I even found out about his passing, and I had this sheet, this long sheet, uh, Word document of just things on here that I just wanted to explode on, that I just wanted to talk about, that I just wanted to push and and just get this anger off my chest. And I just wanted to just spew this angry as fuck stuff. And I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me because before I went on the air, I started watching stuff like that. And the lessons of his life, if you think about it, the really true lessons of his life, because he, he puts all the barriers that he went through on the soldier on the shoulders of guys like Denzel and all the gentlemen before him that paved the way that made a way for a guy like Chadwick Boseman to even exist in this industry. He gave them a lot of credit. But the fact of the matter is, is he will go down amongst those men as well by taking this gift of being, and, and, and yes, he had a gift for acting, and yes, he played many great roles. But for people like me, and the people around the world, who had such a great affinity for this character before he ever touched it, and then he took this character, and just like he said, along with that fantastic, one-of-a-kind cast, and that one young, hungry African-American director in Ryan Coogler, putting together this amazing film that will truly last forever and in a studio that has 
so many trilogies and Thor's getting a four and Avengers have had four films to have now officially just the one Black Panther. I'm actually really good with that because that one film, in my opinion, is just as great as any of the other films they've done in that se- in that entire 22 film run. It's up there. It means so much to so many people. And I know as a film, people will pick it apart and they'll say, oh, it's so overrated. It's so this, so that. And that's fine. You're free to think that way. But for people like me, that film was fucking everything. That film was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was a work of fucking art. And for every one of those actors, a Denzel, or or you could just go down the line and some of the greatest actors who have ever lived, no matter how great a catalog, everyone always has that one film that they attach to that actor. And Chadwick Boseman had a lot of movies here. And he was only 43 years old, which means he had more movies to make. A lot of movies were left on the table here. But he did do a whole lot of stuff here that are going to 42, draft day, get on up. We, we just ran through the list. There's a number of films here that are just fantastic works of art. And he was his life was cut short. And his life ended far too soon. And he had so much more to give. And he had so many more plans for his life. And it's unfortunate. Now, here's the thing. I have one more clip I'm going to play, and then we're going to end this, because I can't, I'm not going to get through all this. So let me play this clip. This is another clip that I want to show you guys, or listen, for you guys to listen to. I don't know how many of you have heard it, but if you if you don't believe the cultural impact that this film and this character, and more importantly, this actor had on so many people, at 43 years of age, to have touched as many people as Chadwick did. I want you to hear this story of what it means to him. What it meant to him to be the actor chosen to play this character. And how it, how the cultural effect affected him. This is Chadwick Boseman. All of it has been very personal, just watching the kids um, experience it. And for me, I would say, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're two... Um, two little kids, uh, Ian and Taylor, who um, recently passed uh, from cancer. And throughout our filming, I was communicating with them, um, knowing that they were both terminal. And, and what they said to me is, and their parents said, they just, they're trying to hold on till this movie comes. Mm. And I, to a certain degree, you hear them say that, and you're like, like, wow, that's like, I gotta get up and I gotta get up and go to the gym. <laughs> I gotta get up and go to work. Um, you know, I gotta learn these lines. I gotta work on this accent. Uh, you know, seeing how devoted all of my castmates are, and knowing that 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 will be something meaningful to them but it's to a certain degree it's it's a humbling experience because you're like this can't mean that much to them you know but seeing how the world has taken this on seeing how the movement is how it's taken on a life of its own 
I realized that they anticipated something great. And um, I think back now to a kid and just, you know, uh, waiting for Christmas to come, waiting for my birthday to come, mm. uh, waiting for a toy that was going to, that I was going to get a chance to experience or a video game. I did live life waiting for those moments. And so it put me back in the mind of being a kid just just to experience those two little boys um anticipation of this movie and when I found out that they whew. he takes a moment take your time with it. Yeah, it's it's it means a lot. Yeah, was the end of that? It meant everything to him. To have had a, <clears throat> to have had a cultural impact the way that he did. I don't think he just said it there. I don't think he understood when he took this role, what it was going to mean to so many people. And we're not stupid. He's not a king. He's not T'Challa, we understand. But he did such a fantastic job being that person to so many people, even after the fact. Being T'Challa on SNL, doing the Black Panther thing at the slam dunk contest that year at the NBA All-Star Weekend. He was going to be T'Challa forever and ever. He was supposed to voice the character for a show upcoming. He was obviously going to be in the second Black Panther film uh, to follow. He meant so much to so many people. And uh, he brought a childhood fantasy of mine to life. And there's so much. I, I had it on paper. I had it on paper right here. There's so much loss of life going on in the world overall. You know, someone pointed out to me just a little while ago that in the same year we just lost Kobe, we lost Chadwick Boseman, we we've lost so many people. That plane that Kobe was on killed several people aside from him, his daughter. We've had people killed in the streets. We've been we've got protests, we've got looting, we've got rioting, we've got people gunning each other down in the streets. We've got people dying from deadly diseases all around the world with the pandemic. 2020 has been no fucking joke at all whatsoever. 2020 has been a year that has physically, has emotionally, has just all the way around fucked us up. This has been such a trying year. For so many people. As a matter of fact, I dare say for fucking everybody. I think at this point, it's safe to say, everybody at some point in time has been affected either negatively or barely a smidge of positively throughout this entire year of 2020. We have an election coming up that is going to literally tear this, this country in half. We're supposed to be in the pandemic and social distancing, but we're about to hit our heavy holiday season. 
it's not looking like it's going to get any better. Unless we do something or unless we change our mental to make our situation better than it is. I was supposed to come on here today and be hateful, I guess, in a way. And as soon as I found out this man had passed, I had done what normal people usually tend to do. You know, they, 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 they look him up, you know, they, they you know, I'm a fan of his work, so I started looking at different things. As you can tell, I've had the I had the clips ready for you here for this show. And his humility and his ability to see the positives and so many negative things. He was vocal. He was an advocate. He he did his share. He did his part. And to see so many people stepping up and, and praising this man. and Yes, he's gone. And, and yes, we've lost him. But his work will stand the test of time. And it's his suddenness, the suddenness of his death is what has made me renege on going over this list. Because it's such a sudden thing. I didn't even realize that we were six years apart. I didn't realize we were six years apart. It didn't even dawn on me. And he was diagnosed with his cancer four years before he had passed, which would have made him 39 years old, which is a hop, skip, and a jump from where I'm at. And it's just humbling to know that, you know, his wife was there, his family was there. I have a wife. I have a family. And I don't know if I want to spend the rest of my days being sad and fucking angry all the time. And I'm being real with you on this because if you've listened to this show throughout the course of this year, I've been very, I've been more angry, I've been more frustrated than ever before during the course. How many episodes of this year have we done? Or I'm just angry and yelling and shouting. And I was I was prepared to do it again today. I was prepared to explode. I was pe- prepared to go off. And I just, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. They're actors, they're entertainers. But if you're listening to this show, that means you're a wrestling fan to some degree. And you have felt this before. Eddie Guerrero, Owen Hart, just to name a few. You've you've been here before. You've felt this before. Even if it's not a wrestler or a celebrity or someone you barely knew, someone at the office, whatever the case may be, that sudden drop, that loss of someone, someone who dies, it's never coming back. It's sad. And I didn't want this to be... You know, I changed it from an angry episode to a sad episode, I guess. But there's one there's one thing I am going to take from this. And, you know, I'm human. I make mistakes. But the key in fixing those mistakes is acknowledging that they are mistakes. You have to start with admitting that you're fallible and that you did this. Then you have to take responsibility for it and do the actions necessary to fix it. I've been angry. I've been sad, I've been frustrated, and it's only going to get worse. I start school next week. Like I said, big heavy, my anniversary is coming up in literally a few days, and there's nothing that I can do. There's not a whole lot of places that I can go. It's it's not going to get any better anytime soon. 
But what I can do, and what I urge everyone who is listening to do, this man suffered for four years. Suffered. Chemo, surgeries, whatever he could do to stay alive. And he had the money. I'm sure it was as comfortable for him as he possibly could have it. But he lost his battle. and We all lose that battle eventually. He's not unique in that. We'll all lose that battle at some point. And this whole Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter bullshit that we're going through right now, it's all a very, very real thing. And, and I know this may distract the world for a day, maybe two. And then Monday morning, we'll get back into the shit again. But I don't want to be one of those individuals that just spews bullshit all the time. I'm human. It'll happen from time to time. But I think I've done it far too much. And I said so a few weeks ago. And I've tried to, I've tried to go around it. I've done other topics. I've talked about other things. Shit, I did a SummerSlam roundtable. I've done everything that I could think of. To try to not focus on this negative bullshit, but it keeps bringing its ugly, ugly head up. And tonight I was going to submit and, and quit the battle and go into that negative shit again. And Chadwick, in a way, he kind of saved me tonight. He gave me something else to talk about. We talked about the beauty of his career. We talked about his humbleness, his, his respect that he gave other people and that people give him. We talked about the life of Chadwick Boseman tonight. And to me, that's something beautiful. So, moving forward, I'm going to try to do my best to stay in the entertainment realm for as long as I can. If I've got something extremely serious to talk about and extremely serious to say, I'll bring decorum, I'll bring respect, and I'll bring that humbleness that was shown to me, and I'll bring it to the conversation moving forward. I don't think I plan on doing any more angry as fucks, to be honest with you. I don't have a reason to anymore, because I just, I don't want to be that person anymore. So I think I'm, you know, I think this this passing right here, you know, it's something that I've said before. It's not like, oh, Chadwick Boseman died. I better change my life. This is all stuff that I've been trying to do. This is all stuff that I, I slip on, and I try, I, I try, and I try to try to stay on top of, and you know, something like this, it snaps you right back. So, I am sorry if I dropped the hammer on you and made you feel some type of way, but you know, this is the way that it is. This is the way that. <laughs> We wind up sometimes, so uh, there's no other way to end this episode, I think, personally, than the way that we do it in the humbleness of, uh, of my profession. Um, obviously, when a wrestler, you know, speaking of which, I didn't get a chance to mention, because I was going to save it. I didn't want to combine a bunch of things, but we lost Kamala. About a week or so ago, I never got a chance to talk about it. SummerSlam got busy, and of course, we got blindsided by this. But there's there's more to talk about, and I'll talk about the Ugandan giant as long as other pro wrestling-related topics uh, next week. But uh, just for now, to end this particular episode, I will give him the same tribute that I give all fallen brothers. 
This was a shock. This was sudden. But uh, thank you. And uh, rest in peace, brother. I wish you the absolute best to your family. And thank you for everything you've done. And, and thank you for making a little boy's childhood dream uh, a reality. In spite of everything you were going through at that time. Thank you.